0: What's up, guys? We're back with another video. I'm Nathan with the Fantasy Fanatics. I'm joined with Spencer. You want to say hello? What's up, guys? Uh, And today, as you can see, we've got a very special guest. We've got a writer for the Chicago Bills, Ryan Fedro. That's how you say it, right? Uh, That works, yeah. You said said writer for the Bills. You said writer for the the Bears. Bears, Bears. Chicago Bills. For the (laughs) Bears. Chicago (laughs) Bills. It's it's his show. I wasn't going to correct him. No, no, no. You (laughs) correct me. It's your show now, I think. So... We got um. It's awesome to have him on here. Big thanks for coming on. We've got some questions for him. We're just gonna chat, uh, pick his brain about the Bears and just see how it goes. So what you got for him, Spencer? All right. I can't start
1: off without asking you. When do you think we'll see Justin Fields?
2: Earliest, uh, first half and a first half. So it's going to the second half, of week one, probably like week four, or week five. Um, I think really? Andy, I think Andy Dalton's a starter for one reason. And that's because Matt Nagy gave him his word. He signed off that. I'll be honest with you, $10 million. Uh, I would be a backup for $10 million. It's it's no shame of letting the young kid play. If going off a of head coach, you have to play the best player. I think the best player is Justin Fields. But I give Andy about four games. Team Teams around two and two, you might get that fifth game. But if they're one and three or God forbid, oh, and four, he, he's not the quarterback it on does
1: the kind of seem like he thinks it is his team though like the way he, he talks re- yeah yeah the way he's been talking it really does
2: feel like that well you gotta have the confidence right as a starting quarterback
0: yeah, so, yeah. you just you just don't fake know it, if you really Think it till can. you make it
2: well i like seeing that too out of him. you know when i'm listening to him talk he's got the confidence of a starting quarterback um he's a starter i mean he was a starter last year I, Dak was injured but he started last year he, he didn't you know, decent with a really good team. I think Dallas has a great team and an uh, offense, you know, great offensive line, a lot of injuries the last couple years that have struggled. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I think about Andy Dalton. We'll have to see. A couple years ago there was rumors he was coming to the Bears, you know, when Cutler was still in town. Um, we have him now. Uh, we have Justin in the wings, and we're just hoping for Justin at this point. I feel like every Bears fan is just waiting for Justin Fields, clamoring for him, and I'm one of those fans. Is it just the fear
1: of the Bears facing the Rams? Is that like – you think if he was facing somebody like
2: Detroit, he would be starting. Well, if it was Detroit, we'd win. Um, There's no fear. (laughs) I don't think it's a fear because I, I, I don't think there's a lot to expect right now unless Justin's starting. And it's almost like when you have a rookie, it's almost like a throwaway year. I mean, you saw how great Justin Herbert played last year. The team yeah. went what, seven and nine? They didn't make the playoffs. It's almost like you're punting on the season. And if you have a Lane Duck coach, you might be losing them going into the next year. You're punting away a season with a rookie quarterback, but I almost feel like you're punting away a season with Andy Dalton
0: uh-huh. that
2: could be special. You got fifty two other guys on that roster. There is no excuse to miss the playoffs with that defense.
1: Yeah, no. I just don't I just don't see them, you know, reaching you said their full potential with Andy Dalton, you know what could be with Justin Fields. But what were you saying, Nathan?
0: Well, like, what if Andy Dalton comes out and just tears it up? Like, he's throwing, like, 300 yards, like, four touchdowns, and they start at 4 or 5 and no. Do the Justin Fields chance, like, quiet down?
2: I think it quiets down. I think, look, Chicago fans love winning football. In 2018, Mitch was a Hall of Famer in their eyes. 2019, <laughs> he's a bust. 2020, he's out of town. We're calling for Nick Foles. Nick Foles struggles. They're calling back for Mitch. That's just how it is. So if they start off five and zero, Ryan Pace is a genius. They got Andy Dalton. We'll let the kid wait, and we'll get him in twenty twenty two. They start off zero and five, and Justin Fields is still not in the game. I don't know what's going to happen. The city. Might I could see.
1: I could see it five minutes into the first quarter after Andy Dalton throws a <laughs> pick. After Andy Dalton throws a pick, just people are just bagging for Justin yeah. Fields. I mean, I, I can totally see that.
2: And last year, the Bears were down. 23-6 to six to the Lions, and they were already saying, let's lose every game and get Trevor Lawrence. So they were yeah. already – it was week one. The Bears didn't come back. <laughs> and they were already saying, screw this. Keep – you know, put Foles in or keep Trubisky in or whatever. We're going 0-16. We're getting, you know, Trevor Lawrence. And then towards – you know, they start off 5-1, and one, and we're calling for the Super Bowl. You know, they're talking about winning ugly.
1: After they beat Tampa Bay on a Thursday night, I remember. Um, yeah,
2: you know, I, I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I was feeling good after that game. I was like, you know what, Nick Foles, he's not, you know, he's not my guy. I I want Mitch. But if we're going to win football games, obviously Mitch wants to win. The the fans want to win. I want to win. So I put my bias of wanting Mitch to be the quarterback aside and said, let's, we're riding with Nick Foles. And then you lose, what, five in a row, then Mitch ends up losing one, or maybe it was two in a row he ended up losing when he came back. It was but they started off five and one and were like five and seven or something at one point i mean that is firing your head coach football well trubitsky is the MVP. you i mean he's the one and only the yeah. MVP. that trophy so, did you guys see that trophy that trophy is sick
1: i' have not seen the trophy
2: it, he uh he brought it to bill's uh practice and and uh the barstool guys from p m t oh yeah it. yeah i saw that i saw that interview so and he showed just, us off the trophy, so oh, that, yeah. was, that was awesome. And then we got to see your guy, Josh Allen. We did an interview with them too. So, yeah.
0: And hey, With uh, you were talking earlier about how when teams start their rookie quarterbacks, it's kind of like a throwaway year. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. Case with Chicago, like it's not like a Jets roster or a Jacksonville roster. Like they've got lots of talent, like legit wide receiver one montgomery in the backfield and a nice defense like do you do you still think that it's gonna be just like a, a throwaway year per se i think it's I, i'm just going off to trubisky but you know
2: how his rookie year was almost like a throwaway year the stats didn't matter it was he was in the game and he was handing the ball off it seemed like every play um i mean he has the record for least completions for a victory in that 2017 year but speaking of playoffs uh the the Seahawks, what was it their the rookie year with Russell they made the playoffs, right? Yeah. You look at Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third. So it's not always a throwaway year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going after Justin Herbert, how great he played. And I think the Chargers obviously they're a lot more talented this year than they were last year, but I thought they were a talented roster. I like Tyrod Taylor. I thought they were they were gonna be close around seven and nine, eight and eight. Interesting that they finished the same way with how great Justin Herbert played. It's not always a throwaway year. I think the athleticism gets 8-9, eight and 9-8, eight and, nine, nine and eight, I think, because the offensive line has got a lot of injuries for the Bears. But I think that athleticism of Justin Fields wins them a couple more games. But still, I don't know. I mean, 9 and eight's the best I see him doing, but that's Justin starting from week one. No, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha.
1: All right, something else I was going to ask you. Um, with the Damian Williams signing, do you think that's kind of an insurance option, or do you think – Montgomery could potentially split that backfield, you know, maybe 60-40,
2: 65-35. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm always in favor of multiple running backs, a 60-40, you know, even 50-50. Damian Williams is a great player. He, he did well in uh, preseason for how well he played or as long as he played. It's not an insurance option per se, but because Tariq Cohen is going to be out the first couple weeks – it almost like it is it seems like it is, but it was a great signing I think and I think he's a great second running back. I think the Bears running back if they stick to the running game they got some great running backs I think if they run so you don't see, 25. so
1: you don't see you know David Montgomery getting you know the 20 25 touches per game you know because he looked so good and I think it was weeks 11 to seventeen last year I mean he was one of the best running backs in the league.
2: Well, Bears fans will remember the run—the run against the Packers. It was like an 80-yard run or 70-yard run, something crazy. Uh, Week—I don't know—eleven, week 12, around there. Then um, I'm getting smoked on Sunday Night Football. But the run is what we thought about. Uh, no, I think David gets around 20 touches. I, I think Damian probably five to seven. I think they run about 27, 28 times a game. But that's just me wish thinking. I think running the football. I mean, all those really great Bears teams. you know, a couple years ago, uh, Matt Forte ran the ball crazy in 2010 when they when they won the division and went to the championship game. They weren't winning football games off of Rex Grossman's arm. They were winning running the football and that Mm -hmm. great defense. So I think uh, in Chicago you got to run the football, especially when it gets cold out, guys. You got what about what
1: about Tariq Cohen? I'm pretty sure he's on the IR right now. Should be back around week seven, week eight. What do you think when he gets there? Who do you think gets the majority of the touches out of Cohen and Williams, assuming he's fully healthy?
2: With Matt Nagy, it's probably gonna be Cohen, but I think Cohen is he's gotta be like a Darren Sproles guy. He's getting the ball out of the backfield via pass, not he's not running the ball out. He's doing trick plays, he's he's out in the slot, you know, he's out far. He's not a running back. Um, and that's not a knock on him. He's five six, you know, one seventy, whatever he is. He's quick. He's a fast guy. Um, but he's not a running back. He's not going in between the tackles. So if you want to do some option plays with him, some RPOs with him, I'm all for it. But when it comes down to running the football, killing clock, you know, moving the ball down the field, Tariq Cohen's not your guy. He'll never be that guy. He's just yeah. too
0: well, last, we Well, we saw last time Cohen was on the field, he was primarily a slot receiver. Do you see a bunch of uh, formations where they've got him and either Montgomery or Williams on the field at the same time? I think that would be smart, you know, to get both of them out there um because if you get both them out there even both in the backfield
2: you know you get them in a shotgun where you know one's on the left one's on the right and you don't know who's getting the ball or you put in a pistol you know you can get some defenses wondering if, but you have to give the ball to both guys it can't be going to one i can see you know him in the slot him on the outside uh that that's the best form he's not a running back he's not in between the tackled guy he's that's would be perfect for him
1: mm-hmm. i was going to ask you um about two receivers. I'll start with Darnell Mooney right now. Um, I think it was the last week in the season when they faced Green Bay. He had his first game with seven-plus catches the whole year, and he had 11 in that game. I'm looking at it right now. He had 13 targets. Um, do you think when we see fields, we'll see you know more targets his way? Or do you think it will be you know kind of the big guys, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, and Allen Robinson?
2: Well, the way Justin Fields plays the game, uh, I see him going a lot more to Cole Komet and more to, to his safety blanket and Allen Robinson. But I think uh, early on, I think Andy Dalton's going to get Darnell Mooney in the games. And, and I think if you see him doing really well early on, Justin's going to fall into that. Um, but I think they're that's a great connection. And they got, what, three more years on his rookie deal plus the fifth-year option if they take it. Darnell's a, a stud. Uh, his statistically didn't look great last year, but when he played, I mean, he played pretty well last year. You he didn't he have made to some splash down. plays, yeah, yeah. He he did. He's a he's one of those guys that you can give the ball to, and he's going to make a big play. He's not. Uh, he he's he's making. He's a big play guy, and that's what the Bears need more of. And I think they went out and got big play guys in the off season.
1: Okay, all right, and the other receiver, Allen Robinson. Some people were, you know, talking about maybe him getting traded potentially early on in this off season, but he's there. And what do you think he'll do when it comes contract time at the end uh, of the year? Cause he is on his franchise. He, should,
2: ar- he should already have a contract. I'll say that. Um, he, it was a, you know, it was an interesting signing years ago because he wasn't the number one guy in Jacksonville. He was coming off that injury, the ACL uh, injury. That was a big risky signing and he played great. And then he was a thousand yard receiver the last two years um, I believe he he was if he didn't he was very close to a hundred receptions the last two years each season. Um, he should already have a contract. He should be a bear for life. Uh, he should be paid. You know, I, I I heard early they were they were fighting about Ryan wanted to pay him sixteen million and Allen wanted eighteen million. Meet in the middle at seventeen. Bears need that guy. I mean, he's a great wide receiver.
0: Do you get give the feeling eight, give that him
2: eighteen.
1: He, do you get the feeling that he wants to be there? Or, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to be there?
2: Um, some of the comments he's made, it's 50-50, you know, him saying that 31 other teams would have already given him an option or, or uh, you know, they had all this time to sign me. But it also could be him thinking they don't want me, which would be crazy if they don't want him. Um, I, I, uh, I think if winning cures all, if they have a really good year, he stays. If they stink this year. Unless Justin comes in and he looks pretty good and he's like, you know, we, we got something with this kid. Um, but if he doesn't see much, I can see him going to a good team and trying to get a Super Bowl. Because so, I think there were rumors that he wanted to go
1: to the Packers. Yeah, I was going to about Yeah, I think there were rumors that he wanted to maybe go to the Packers and he chose the Bears. Um, oh, yes,
2: 2018, yes, that is true.
1: Yeah, and I th- yes. think I heard somewhere where Mitch Trubisky played a part in that, but I'm not positive. <laughs> So, uh,
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so to my understanding, Matt Nagy in uh, the Mitch Trubisky thing, it was, Hey, we got a young quarterback. We, we potentially have years of greatness and think about it. If he was going to green Bay at that time, they had Devonte Adams and Randall Cobb, which now they have again, but he would have been probably their number two or number three. Should he be their number two, or number three? I don't know. I mean, I'm a little biased. I would take him over Adams, but mm-hmm. uh Absolutely Probably not. not. <laughs> no, I have to be this. Devonte Adams is is a top five receiver, uh, but I think Allen Robinson's very close. And I think uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Um, I'm a see. I'm I'm a loyal guy. So when I get my guys, they're and Allen's one of my guys. You know. So when I when you're in my when you're one of my guys, I'm, I'm loyal towards you. So I would take him, but he wouldn't <laughs> be the number one guy in Green Bay now.
1: All right, and i got to ask you another question. Um, This one's about fantasy. Um, A lot of people's breakout star this year is Cole Komet. Um, Right now, I think he's slotted in as the tight end, two behind Jimmy Graham on the depth chart. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, do you see him playing, you know, um, the same amount of snaps, maybe more snaps than Jimmy Graham, or do you think this is just something early because he's a young guy?
2: It'll probably be 50-50. Uh, but he's not a bad guy to have on your roster, especially early on. You know, you take him, he's, he's on your bench a couple of weeks. Let's say he has a couple great games. Now everyone wants him. Uh, and if you don't have George Kittle, you don't have some of those top guys, you know, Travis Kelsey or Rob Brankowski, why not take a shot on a young guy like Komet? Because, hey, if he has a couple good games, everyone's going to be going to the waiver wire and you already got him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: What you know, i don't think he will he looked really good towards the end of the year but when i say stink i mean in a fantasy perspective if he's not you know getting all the points then you could dump him yeah
1: who's who's been the most surprising player in camp so far um or was camp you know a few weeks justin, ago
2: yeah, justin fields uh because they they made him out to be this guy that that doesn't have a hard work ethic and stuff like that and i didn't buy into it but a lot of people did. But everyone was excited. You know, people are excited about Justin and the way he kind of commands the offense and is a leader. And even in rookie minicamp, you know, he was pointing stuff out to guys and like, hey, you know, try try doing this or you you ran the wrong route here, try that. And uh, he's very good with criticism. He commands the huddle personally. I think better than Andy Dalton. And I think the team mm-hmm. like the team looks better with him, and they have more confidence when he's under center. That's just what I've noticed and what a lot of people, they don't look confident with any at
0: mm-hmm. So every, it seems like every year, every team has that one guy that kind of comes out of nowhere and busts onto the scene. Is there one guy on the bears this year who you think is going to be like that guy?
2: Well, it was going to be Daz Newsom, but he's not on the 53 oh, man roster. I man, on the top of my head, I, you know, maybe Cole come I, he might have one of those breakout years. Uh, but if I was going, maybe, Probably, yeah, I'd go with him. I'd go with him on offense.
0: Okay,
1: so Koko yes, and awesome.
2: then um, Khalil Mack. He
1: had an off off season last year. Um, in his terms, you know, wasn't you know the dominant forces he was when he first came to Chicago, um, or didn't get as much you know buzz because he's been doing it for so long. Do you, do you expect a bounce back? Do you expect more fire from him this year, or I, you know?
2: Uh, I hope so. I love Khalil Mack and I love that defense. I, you know, I don't want to blame anyone, but I think the way that they were playing him the last two years with Chuck Pagano, I think that defense was just a mess. It seemed like they just had great players and the scheme wasn't where it should be. But with Sean DeSani or whatever his uh, name is, if I butchered it, I'm sorry. Um, he, he's a great defensive coordinator. He's more like Vic Fangio, which was there in 2018 when they had that fantastic defense, that top five defense. Um, I believe only the Ravens had statistically were better than the Bears in 2018. It could be another defense. Thing. But, um, I mean, you, you've seen how the defense has changed, especially if you watch all 16, now 17 games. But I, I think um, if they go back to that 2018
0: football on defense, Kulimak's going to have a great year. Mm-hmm. Do you think Akeem Hicks is kind of that notch, like right below him, or do you think he's got that kind of ability to be right there with him?
2: I think he's right there with him because when he's not there, the defense is not the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: obviously, is a fantastic athlete, and Kahim, uh, Akeem Hicks just gets in the way. You know, yeah. he's such a big guy, he gets in the way. Uh, he's still got a lot of football left in him. He's got a couple more years left in him. I know he's getting up there in age, but. When he's not on the field, that defense is not the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They get run all over. There's not as much pressure. There's not as much congestion. Um, so I think he's, he's much needed. And if, let's say, he were to retire tomorrow, that would be a huge hole that they would need to fix. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, they released Kyle Fuller um, this offseason. Who do you think that next guy up in the cornerback uh, room? You know, uh,
2: Dalen Johnson. But I don't like the decision to get – I know they had to get rid of some money, and I'm glad that they didn't get rid of uh, Jimmy Graham because I think the tight end position is just getting back to where it should be. Uh, the fact that they got rid of Greg Olson years ago, I will still not be over. Uh, they had a chance to get him again in the offseason, I believe, either this year or last year. It's, it's, with COVID and all the NFL, has been such a blur of what year what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think Jalen Johnson – is going to be a, a star, but he, last year he, he played really well, but he was cornerback too. He wasn't going against your number one guy. He, he wasn't going against Devontae Adams. He wasn't getting your number one guy. When you play Devontae Adams twice a year and, and you get a young corner, it's going to be tough, but
0: you know, hopefully we'll have a good bounce back year um, and the defense will just get better.
1: Mm-hmm. Nathan, do you have any more questions?
0: Yeah. So um, one thing I was going to ask is clearly you're the writer, you're a writer for the bears. So you're very in tune with pretty much everything that's going on. How much do you keep up with all the other teams?
2: Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm close to Buffalo. So I, I keep up with them to an extent, you know, they're my second team to, to an extent, obviously the bears come first, but I, I keep up with Buffalo and I keep up around the league. You know, I keep uh, tabs on, on the division rivals. Cause I got to know what's going on there. So the whole team Bay situation, I was very in tune on that all off season, but Aaron's back, so there's no free division this year. It's yeah. <laughs> would it be- would
0: it have been free? Would it have still even if he wasn't there? Would it have been free? For, I don't think Minnesota. it would have. for Minnesota. Oh, you would say uh, Minnesota? I would have said for, still Green Bay.
2: Uh, well, if, if it's going to someone else, I think the Bears are are going to struggle with Andy Dalton, and I think the decision to keep him in is going to go longer than it should. Yeah, I think they're going to be in a hole so far where, um it's just going to be hard to come out of. But I did see something, speaking of the quarterback position, from uh, Adam Greenberg saying that Nick Foles should be the number two um, over Justin Fields. And I I want your guys' thoughts on this because I found it interesting. He says that if Justin Fields isn't ready for week one, which is why he's not playing, uh, in his words, um, what does, you know, Andy Dalton playing poorly or even let's God forbid he got injured, you know, say Aaron Donald, you know, hurt him he felt you know on his ankle twisted his ankle or something what may how does a, a sprained ankle or poor play make Justin Fields ready you
0: know that's a good question you go first Spencer I got an answer for this one
2: well I I
1: mean you said he came out of the gates firing at training camp yeah um I mean we saw what you get out of Nick Foles with almost the same team last year um I don't know if there was any real, you know, added weapons on that offense, you know, meaningful weapons, you know, right. early that's, on. That's if, crazy, but um, I I don't see how Nick Foles can. I think Matt Nagy loses his job midseason if he puts in Foles after Dalton goes down. I just
2: there's no way it would happen. But the way no, you brought that up, I think I, I think Fields is ready. I'll be honest with you guys, right to where he's the best quarterback on that roster.
0: Yeah, it, I agree. Is it a hot take for me to say that I think it's Fields 1, but then it's Foles, then Dalton?
2: I said the same thing, so it's not Yeah. Hot,
0: well, it is a hot take, but I, I
2: honestly think just looking at like his first six or seven drives being just three and outs, it's Fields 1, no question. Mm-hmm. No Bears fan, maybe a couple. will disagree with that. I think a hot take is Foles 2. And then Dalton. Dol- Fools Fool's too, and then Dalton. Yeah, so I think Fields is definitely one, no question. You gotta play the best player. Um, and I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, and I don't mean it, but I mean it as like if Fields was let's say he's the worst quarterback ever, which he won't be, uh, but let's say he was a bust, I'd much rather have him on the field than Eddie all.
0: Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I mean, do you think do you think the whole Tua's
1: situation last year, how he did it. Everybody thought he was ready to come out. Um, You know, it was a controversial decision to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, after he was playing, you know, actually pretty well. Do you think that decision scares them a little?
2: That whole thing was so weird, though. How they, in the middle, like the end of the game, they said, all right, Tua, you're, you know, you're going to go victory formation, hand the ball off a couple times. And then, they say, okay, you're starting next week, or was it after the bye, something crazy like that. And then he struggles a little bit. All right, Ryan, you're back in. Once you put Justin in, he's in. Unless he gets injured, He if he stinks, you got to keep him in. Um, yeah. If he gets hurt, obviously you can't put him in. And then I think there, there's where Foles comes in. I think Foles is number two. Um, Foles and Dalton are, are interchangeable. I don't think they should have really made that signing. I know it was – Trubisky's gone. We gotta fix something. The quarterback room obviously was not up to par. You went eight and eight with a team that is twelve and four on that defense and with the weapons. Um, Trubisky was six and three. So it just makes you wonder: if he played longer, are they a ten and six football team? Are they eleven and five? You know, you, you will never know. It's it's mm-hmm. questions. But Foles came out looking good, and then the team fell apart. Mm-hmm. Would you have rather them sign some Tyrod
1: Taylor, is maybe like a bridge QB who plays a, like Justin, ju- plays a little bit more like Justin, plays a little bit like Justin Fields?
2: I would take Tyrod uh, over Andy, yes. And I think they are similar. They're similar styled quarterbacks. I, I think Tyrod, uh, imp- he really impressed me in twenty seventeen with Buffalo, and I've changed my whole tune on Tyrod ever since then. Um, I have changed my tune on.
1: I was high on him then. And then after, you know, he, I, just the only thing with Tyrod is he loves to check down. Uh, that's why LaShawn McCoy was such a good player in Buffalo is because he checked down to LaShawn McCoy. You it felt like every, every time. Um, yeah. I, I did not love Tyrod. It rarely felt like he uh, you know, aired it out. And he would escape the pocket and run when he didn't necessarily need to.
2: Yeah, I you know, and, and I'll have to take your word on it because I don't watch – Enough Buffalo games because a lot of times they're playing at the same time. Chicago, you know, similar yeah. time zone. But I would have taken him. Uh, he's a more athletic quarterback, and I think in today's game, unless you, I mean, Tom Brady's still Tom Brady, but unless you have a quarterback that is athletic enough, where to, especially with the Bears' offensive line, you need an athletic quarterback in there. We saw what happened with Foles. The statue does not work. Andy Dalton is is he? He might be a little more athletic than Foles, but that's not saying much. Mm-hmm. you yeah. so tyrod would have been a good fit yeah it's
0: interesting
1: but you think that they would still be starting
0: tyrod
2: if you know he was in there over Fool's, or- yes over fields again this is another thing where it's like did he promise him the job when he signed him that he would be obviously matt Nagy's is going off his word uh you can't convince me that he saw something that no one else has seen that and he's just better. There's no – no one will ever convince me. It's off his word. It's off his merit. And I think that's what has ruined the Bears the last couple of years is Matt Nagy is a stubborn guy. His play calling is is not good. He abandons the run too soon. With a young quarterback like Mitch, you needed the running game a little bit. Look at Ryan Tannehill, how he's turned his career around. Mm-hmm. Running game is yeah. uh Even with Foles, you need a running game. in. And when they switched play calling to Bill Lazor, the offense was looked great.
0: So. Maybe the uh, maybe the team doctor comes in there and you know Tyrod Taylor's I mean, gets Justin Fields in the game. And this is a just a uh, That is so weird how Justin's career started. Like 15 minutes for the game. They're like, hey Justin, you're up. He's like, what?
2: Yeah. Like, Something um, crazy Justin. always
1: happens to Tyrod. I don't I don't know what it's gonna be <laughs> this year for like <laughs> Dave Hills to come in for Houston.
2: Yeah, well I felt bad for him when you know, the playoff game, he got hurt. I was like, oh, you know, I so said he, he was, you know, it was like a 10 to three game. It was. That was against Jacksonville. Yep, yeah, and Nathan yeah, Peterman came boring, in. It was a boring game for, you know, the, for me at least. But um, I felt bad. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, he might not even remember his one playoff game. I,
1: I'm pretty sure Buffalo was just riding high, you know, breaking the 17-year drought. I, I don't think. <laughs> I can could, I could say it for myself. I didn't care what happened that game. You know, we were playing in January. That's. Never happened in my life. I agree
2: with you on that because I'm a Cubs fan as well. So in 2015, the year before they won the World Series, they made the playoffs surprise to everyone. They won the wild card game. They were playing with house money. I didn't care if they won the World Series or if they were out in the next round. They end up winning a round and then getting swept by the Mets. But it's house money. They were so bad for so long. I was just so happy. And then, obviously, they go and win the World Series the next year. And now they're back to the great – Cubs, how terrible <laughs> they've done this year! They're truly oh
1: my God. rebuilt the whole team. It felt like you know, mid season, just straight away everybody.
2: I, I, I haven't in in all my you know, I'm I'm I've just never seen anything like it. Years yeah. me watching sports for any team where they just said, "All right, we're going to rebuild." Middle of the year, they just announced, "Hey, we're doing a rebuild." It's like, what do you mean we're doing a rebuild? It's <laughs> you know, it's game eighty two. What what's do, you, the- do, you, do you watch most Cubs games? Uh, to an extent. I haven't as much recently, um, and a lot of just it's just being, being petty, you know, because, my, you know, the, the guys from the World Series are gone. But I catch towards the end of it. I'm always keeping tabs on them. But uh, early in the season and towards the end, I'm always watching. I try to get those first 10, 20 games under my belt, and then towards the end of the year I'm watching, and then obviously, you know, playoffs, whole game watching. So,
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Nathan, you got any questions?
0: uh no i don't think i got any more that was awesome um of course I mean, yeah i appreciate you coming so on this is yeah. awesome yeah yeah
2: just you know i'm I'm here so if you got something you know uh later you know later on if you're like hey we've got time hey, Ju-
1: with justin fields when justin fields comes in we'll have you on
2: i'll be back yeah. with <laughs> us, starting i'll be back and if he wins a game like his first game or something i'll be you know it, it'll be a little bit of a different uh a little different uh, vibe Yes, I'll be letting everyone know how happy I am. Yeah. And do you awesome. want to plug any um any of the work you do? Um uh, you can just check out my Twitter account. Uh it's the underscore fed underscore two three. I post the majority of my articles. There's a there's a link with all my work, uh from Cubs work, Bears work, and Blackhawk's work. So that's yeah. That's brief awesome. for you guys. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. well,
0: we really appreciate it, Ryan. And uh, you know, we'll for sure have you back. Always welcome on the podcast. We really appreciate awesome. it.
2: Awesome, and good luck to you guys.